0: My dear listeners, welcome to episode 12 of the Women Interrupted podcast, where we deconstruct the very many ways in which women's lives are interrupted in India but also across the world. I'm your host, Nilanjana. In today's show, we will talk about how women waste pickers have been impacted by the pandemic in India. That will be followed by a program from the Women's International News-Gathering Service.
1: Welcome to WINGS, a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world, produced and distributed by the Women's International News-Gathering Service.
0: According to India's Solid Waste Management Rules 2016, the term waste picker has been defined as a person or groups of persons informally engaged in collection and recovery of reusable and recyclable solid waste from the source of waste generation for sale to recyclers directly or through intermediaries to earn their livelihood. India has one of the Best recycling rates in the world. We recycle 70% of all water bottles and soft drink bottles as compared to 31% in the USA. All thanks to informal recycling chains in our cities. Now, this chain starts with the West Pickers. There are an estimated 1.5 million to 4 million West pickers in India who pick up, clean, sort and segregate recyclable waste and sell it further up the value chain. 80% of them are women. This waste pickers either sort and segregate waste from waste containers or transfer stations and landfills. Now these women come from some of the most marginalized communities, they are barely educated and are often from the lower castes, which makes it easy to erase or invisibilize their contributions to our billion-dollar cleanliness programs or generally our life in the cities. They are the ones who are cleaning up behind us, after us. A recent study of women Westbakers during lockdown in Delhi had showed that they faced difficulties in going out to collect waste because the police were patrolling the streets. They couldn't go out to collect waste also because they lacked protective equipment. Now, 68% of those interviewed had reported that the shutting down of godowns and junk shops have also made sorting and selling recyclables nearly impossible. The study found them facing a shortage of food and being unable to access essential medicines and healthcare services. Now that the lockdown has been lifted and India has been unlocking in phases, they are stepping out for work. However, they still do not have any protective equipment. Waste pickers are also on the front line of defence against the spread of COVID-19 because they are managing the city's waste while exposing themselves to disease and infection. The government really needs to designate them as essential workers, provide them with a stipend, protective equipment and a health insurance.
1: coming up next today on wings women around the world have traditions for reuse and recycling but modern consumption patterns spur them to organize welcome to a river of wings a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world produced and distributed by the Women's International News Gathering Service. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Wings Radio Show. This is Smitha Ramanathan with my colleague Manju Venkat from Bangalore, India. Hello, dear listeners.
2: You heard that. This is the cry of the recycling man asking for people to sell him old paper, plastic, batteries and what not. It is a commonly heard cry in most Indian towns and cities. He buys these from the households and sells them to agents who in turn sell them to recyclers. There is a well-established recycling industry in India that recycles plastics, old furniture, e-waste, clothes, shoes and many such items. However, as our consumption goes up, the recycling industry is no longer able to take in all the waste that is generated. Quite a bit of solid waste, therefore, now ends up in landfills.
1: I'm sure you remember a time from our childhood, Manju, right? When we practiced thrift and conservation. Oh yes,
2: when consumption was so little that there was
1: very little waste. Let us listen to Indu Ramesh talk about her childhood, which was some seven decades ago. Indu Ramesh is a former director with India's public sector broadcaster, All India Radio. Hers is probably a familiar voice to regular listeners of Wings, for she has been a producer on Wings.
3: Mother used to make a chutney out of skin of cucumber, for example. That would be made into a chutney. I know my children and grandchildren think that we were all very poor. That's why we were doing it. But I don't think so. It was a question of being thrifty, using everything that could be used. No throwing away. No throwing away.
1: But then, that was in the past. And there's never going to be a yesterday once again. We have to deal with our today as best as we can. And the reality today is that we have a mounting garbage crisis in most of our cities.
2: India's apostle of non-violent struggle, Gandhi, was also a champion of sanitation. At the height of India's struggle for freedom from British, he had once declared that sanitation is more important than political independence. He was against the practice of manual scavenging, a practice where people from the lowest strata of society, the so-called lower castes, were made to do the odious task of cleaning human excreta from dry toilets. In order to break the practice of manual scavenging by only the lower castes, he took upon himself the responsibility of cleaning toilets, literally dirtying his hands, doing a job, that no one wanted to do.
1: On today's show, we talk to a few women from Bangalore who have taken upon themselves the task of managing solid waste in their communities and neighbourhoods, doing a job that no one wants to do. These are women who manage the waste in their own homes, in their apartment complexes and neighbourhoods. They are also volunteers, entrepreneurs and champions pushing the cause of effective solid waste management in this city.
2: Bangalore is a city of over 10 million people. Conservative estimates put the quantity of solid waste generated at around 4 to 5 tons in a day. The city's civic body, the Bruhat Bengaluru Mahanagrapalake or BBMP, is responsible for managing and disposing of the waste. In spite of some facilities of segregation, composting of organic waste and recyclers, large quantities end up in landfills. These landfills are nothing but lands in villages surrounding Bangalore. This is where citizen initiatives off the grid gain importance. Off the grid in this case, meaning citizens do not depend on the civic authorities to deal with their waste. They deal with and dispose of it themselves sending zero or minimal waste to landfills. More than 25 years ago, when there was little awareness in India of waste segregation at source, Ramesh started a waste management initiative in her apartment complex. She talks of how and why she started. The builders had built the flats in
3: an area in my city bangalore which was not under the municipality every corner had a dustbin but there was no proper management of waste collection an organization called waste wives was doing this job in other places in the city they helped me set up
2: my own unit waste wise helped her set up a composting unit to compost organic waste, which is kitchen waste and they connected her with recyclers who would buy the dry waste. She enlisted the help of 4 rack picking boys who collected waste from about 100 households. They composted the wet waste in a compost pit and sold the dry waste to recyclers. The compost too was sold. Though it worked fairly well. She did face some
3: protest initially. Of course I had to face some protest from ladies and also from men. Why are you worried about the waste? It goes out. Dogs eat the kitchen waste, so what are you worried about? But I persisted on this and I started collecting kitchen waste from about hundred flats then these boys would help me compost it in the compost pit. Fortunately, 25 years ago, there was not so much plastic to go into waste.
1: Households had to pay a collection charge each. This money, along with the money earned from selling the waste and compost, was used to pay the rag picker boys. On asking why the residents
3: protested, Hindu says, Waste as such, is something that now somebody else has to worry about. I don't have to worry. Most of our South Indian houses, we sweep the floor, we wipe it with uh, uh, wet cloth and all that. But most of the time in small villages and towns we have seen, the waste would just be outside the house. If there was a system of street cleaning or anything, It would, that would also be cleaned by the municipality or the local government or this thing. But waste was always an outside matter. See, for for me, waste is something I
2: throw out. Why should I worry about it? Let somebody else manage it. Hindu acknowledges that today things have changed. There is greater awareness about the need for segregation and better management of the waste that we generate.
1: Savita Hiremat is a member of the Bangalore Solid Waste Management Roundtable, a citizens' forum that creates awareness about better waste management practices and lobbies with the government for effective policies. She worked as a journalist for more than 12 years and then taught in a journalism school. Today she is a blogger writing on waste management, an entrepreneur offering solutions to apartment complexes and leads the waste management effort in her own apartment. Let us listen to her.
4: We moved into this apartment in 2011. Um, it's uh, Shobha and Azalea uh, located in Yalanga, the north side of uh, Bangalore. Uh, so, when I came here, only two way segregation was going on that is, wet and uh, dry. And um, uh, there was a composting system, but it wasn't working efficiently. But prior to this, I had lived in an apartment called the Brigade Regency in Malleshwaram. And that I, I was a very, very sincere segregator there. They were one of the first apartments in Bangalore to go off the grid. Yeah, they were doing their own composting, they were say, reselling um, what is this uh, dry waste, plastic paper, and all that was being sent for uh, as raw, raw material to factories and all. And the third thing,
1: only sanitary waste was being sent to sent through BBMP. BBMP. Is the acronym for Brihat Bengaluru Mahanagarapalike, the local term for the Greater Bangalore Municipal Corporation. It is the civic body that is responsible for managing the city's waste. Savita continues.
4: And I complain like millions do, even today. Uh, I mean, I have my work to do, why would I do this? You know, it is BBMP's job, not my job, I'm paying my taxes, all these things, uh, you know, all these. But still, I didn't want to be one
2: complaining. Uh... And so, Savita agreed to help set up the waste management system in her apartment. This was in October 2012, when BBMP had passed its first legislation regarding waste management that mandated segregation of waste at source and composting of organic material at the site itself
4: initially yes i had stir. for one or two days i had problems with that i mean how am i going to do this much i was a working woman with a little child and then since i had some knowledge about segregating waste and i okay i thought okay let me let me just start
2: many apartment complexes started following these rules
4: that law when it came into force we made use of that we exploited it to the hilt and we told the community that look you know this is the law and we have to follow it and luckily, there was quite a responsive crowd here, barring one or two complaints. Everything fell in place within a week, but uh, we didn't know what to do with the, the wet waste, all the organic waste that were that sort of piled up in one corner. Um, then you know, whatever the system we had was inadequate, so I had to work. with, I mean, I, I started doing experiments. I come from rural background, and you know, my parents have do come from a farming community actually, and. Uh, but still, composting in an urban setting is a very, very different challenge, it's entirely different. Um, we, you can't just uh, use the same uh, village methods here to do it. I did all that, you know, I thought that would work without having any prior knowledge. Um, like? Like, uh, you know, use um, a lot of cow dung and, you know, layer it and all those things, try to do vermicomposting using kitchen waste. All the six experiments failed spectacularly. and uh, by then, already almost 18 months had passed in which you know I was bumping from one uh, failed experiment to another. So basically, the entire uh, everything is going on well there. Segregation is going on well, and here there's this thing, loads of kitchen waste is coming. So experiment after experiment, you know, all these things were going on. L- luckily, uh, I finally I got to work with one uh, company, and they needed raw material and space to conduct uh, their experiment. So they needed. They asked for my help, I agreed and we together worked on it and it uh, sort of became
1: success. There are now firms in Bangalore that offer waste management solutions to households, apartment complexes, as well as corporate and business houses. Savita talks about the categories of waste. The most ideal way of segregation
4: in India mm-hmm. is three-tier segregation is fine enough. One is wet waste, green waste rather. Mm-hmm. Your kitchen and garden, your boutique garden, wherever, anything that lived once can be, can go in, go in there, or that can be composted, can go in organic there. Organic waste? Organic, basically organic, biodegradable waste. Second comes dry waste, is what we call it. Um, it is basically paper, plastic, metal waste, e-waste, or fabric waste, whatever, all these things, whatever that can be recycled. Mm. That's the main thing. Whatever that can't be recycled will go into the third bin, that is basically sanitary bin. In that, of course, diapers and uh, sanitary pads and all other anything like, uh, you know, uh, discarded medicines and uh, condoms and uh, hospi- hospital waste, medical waste from home, everything can go into the third reject bin, which should not be touched by some another person. Mm. So that actually goes for incineration. Mm. So the first bin, green waste, can be composted. The dry waste can be uh, sent for uh, recycling. Yes. Uh, and the third reject bin has to go for incineration. That is the method. Luckily in India, unlike in Japan where there are those many categories, uh, here what happens is um, the green waste and the reject waste are you know, on their own, and they, they don't need further you know, categorization, further segregation, secondary segregation is not needed. But for the middle one, that is dry waste, you need segre- secondary segregation. So what has been happening in all over in Bangalore or even elsewhere in India? is it is the housekeepers who do who do the secondary segregation. Mm-hmm. So actually what happens is uh, in again in most of the apartments they, um, whatever the money you get from uh, selling uh, dry waste uh, that is um, given back to the housekeepers as an incentive. Uh, so usually you don't see them mixing anything in the,
2: during the secondary segregation. So we see that taking a few very simple steps can go a long way in minimizing the waste we send out to landfills. Let us now listen to another champion of waste management, Somya Raghavan. Somya grew up in Delhi and came to Bangalore to do her PhD in biochemistry from one of India's premier research institutes. This was more than 20 years ago. She stayed on in Bangalore after her marriage. She worked at a postdoc, worked in a technology firm and has been involved in issues of waste management now for more than five years. In 2012, there was an event on waste management in her apartment complex. Bangalore's waste management experts such as N.S. Ramakant, Anjana Iyer and a resident of her own apartment complex talked about the importance of segregation.
5: So, I attended this talk. And at the end of it, I remember coming away with, this is all there is to do. Why are people not doing this? Why should this be so hard to do? So subsequently, I think in our community, we decided to follow those rules. We put up notices. But until around September of 2012, uh, we didn't have much uh, compliance inside the complex. So then I started talking to more uh, friends and relatives, others in Bangalore. To find out how they went about it. Do they do this at all in their buildings? So then uh, my sister-in-law in in fact then told me. That you should actually go door to door. It's not just because there is a notice on the board. People may not comply. You should actually talk to them more. That's when the switch happened in my head. After which I thought that. Maybe a personal. You know conveying of this idea. That this is very easy to do. And you should just do this at your home. Came to me. And then I called uh, a committee member in the. Uh, apartments then and uh, her name is Kritika she uh, said okay we'll go about this and then we formed a team of volunteers and each block some of us took up and we went around so that's when we started doing our waste segregation and uh, this is going on for a while we did a fairly good job of it
1: after many rounds of communication and also visits to other apartment complexes including the one where Savita lives Soumya and her team were able to arrive at a formula to compost their wet waste within their premises. They send dry waste to a recycler and sanitary waste to a professional manager for incineration. The compost that they generate is used for the garden within their own complex. They also sell a portion of it. Recently they have started composting leaf litter in the public parks outside their apartment complex. A majority of the waste generated at households is kitchen waste. By treating this at source, a large portion of waste being sent to landfills can be minimized.
2: When asked why it is that women play a large part in solid waste management, this is what Soumya had to say.
5: So, at home, I guess it's pretty obvious most homemakers are women. So, they set the routine and discipline in the house, and then from then on, things take off. And uh, a reason I feel many volunteers are women is also because this job of awareness, engaging with collectors, vendors and all, this kind of thing is a very um, non-corporate, um, what shall I say? It's a very informal sector. Some of, sometimes it's a language thing, sometimes it's a timing thing, sometimes it's a number of times you engage with them to explain what to do. So I suspect, you know, people who have, extra time to spare in the, in the time that these staff usually work, they tend to do better. And also, I think uh, in terms of household, most of the waste still is a very kitchen driven phenomenon. And I think we are still very heavily female in all these activities at home, although there is a lot more load sharing now, but it's still a very female dominated uh, uh, What shall I say? enterprise. So that's probably why I think there are more women. And uh, I think the interpersonal relationship building is a, probably a little more female heavy skill. So women tend to engage better with the other sections. They tend to be more sensitive perhaps to their needs and they would think, how would I do this if I were them? Indu
2: Ramesh shares Soumya's views that women are better communicators and organizers of community. Savita too feels that women play an important role in this sector.
4: Yes, I mean, whether it is uh, the Solid Waste Management Roundtable, which I'm a, a member of, and uh, whether it was in my community where we were doing, or in any other community, the number of entrepreneurs that are there in uh, Bangalore or elsewhere have been, yes, predominantly women. Um, one thing, my, this is my personal opinion, and uh, I would say that, you know, it is the, they connect to these issues much better, much faster. But at the same time, I would not say that it is a homemaker's job or anything. Many of the women who have done it is while doing their, uh, attending to their mm-hmm. profession. You know, they were playing the double role when doing this. It. Yes, and many women came forward, even though they were working full time, they came forward to volunteer during the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, there is something to be said about their sense of how they engage their uh, very deep sensibilities to this cause.
1: Savita says that many men don't think that handling waste is their job. However, she observes that now there are many families that take this task seriously.
4: But in most cases, what I have seen is wherever there is uh, uh, any family that has actually put its thought into uh, waste segregation,
2: uh, yes,
4: whole family participate. That's the beauty of it. So, So it sort of shatters many of the barricades, just the very act of segregating.
2: Savita talks about not just the gender aspect of waste management, but also the caste aspect. Which cannot be overlooked in India. She talks of the Porakarmikas, the city's civic workers contracted by the BBMP. They are engaged in street cleaning and waste collection. We asked what percentage of workers are women. I don't have exactly the number
4: percentage of women that are there as power karmicas, but I really I presume that it's it's at least more than 50% one thing but what I do know is uh, mostly almost 70 to 80% of them come from uh, backward castes, mainly Dalits. Mm-hmm. So it is um, uh, Finally it, it, it is they who are keeping the entire city clean as much as possible uh, You know that they don't get paid on time. They have huge number of uh, health issues Despite all that, it is them who is uh, keeping the city clean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, predominantly even that is being dominated by women. Yeah. For ages now, uh, upper caste, whoever it may be, they don't think that it is their job to do the... to take care of their own garbage. Mentally, we already ha- always have a Dalit standing behind us to clean up the muck that we leave behind, mm-hmm. right? So it is still the same mindset that is uh, continuing.
1: With such a mindset... Convincing people to segregate garbage is rather difficult. However, segregation at source eases the burden on housekeeping staff and others handling waste.
0: That
2: was Shanti, a housekeeping staff at the apartment complex where Soumya lives. She has been working in this apartment for 19 years. She says that she sweeps and cleans the apartment complex, keeps the leaf litter separate. She collects waste from the individual flats and separates the different categories of dry
0: waste.
1: Satya, another housekeeping staff, says that when garbage comes segregated, it is easy for them to understand and manage it. They find it easier to further segregate the dry waste into different categories. Ratnama,
2: another housekeeper, says that occasionally sanitary waste and wet waste gets mixed. For instance, sanitary pads get disposed in the wet waste bin. She thinks that these are mostly done by young girls who may not be aware of waste segregation. Then the housekeepers have to remove it. They say that they inform their supervisors and also talk to the households that do not comply. In
1: spite of these efforts, huge amounts of trash still end up in landfills. Savita talks of one such landfill, the one in Mawalipura village on the outskirts of Bangalore was fertile land to begin with, 99 acres of it. BBMP took it on lease and started dumping the entire city's waste there. After protests by locals, dumping stopped. But by this time, 4.4 million tonnes had already been dumped over a period of 10 years.
4: Extremely toxic waste is landfill there and it is there and each time it rains it's a nightmare to those people because all the leachate all that is actually building up inside comes out in liquid form uh, for mm. form and then you know it enters the groundwater uh, table and uh, you know uh, it is basically uh, this landfill is actually sitting on a crest and uh, in, uh, and there are nearly 16 villi- villages surrounding that landfill uh, because of this uh, you know, unhindered landfilling, what has happened is, all the villages uh, which had wonderful water table earlier, clean water, it's all now completely polluted. And because of water pollution, soil is also polluted and whatever that grows on top of it. I tell you one thing, one of the farmers told me that before this landfilling, they used to spray pesticides on grape in their vineyards. They would spray pesticides for not more than two to three times for one crop. Now they are spraying it for 16 to 17 times. That is the level of damage the soil has
2: taken. Somyof is part of a group that promotes the use of reusable cloth and other such material instead of sanitary napkins. Her apartment complex has a cutlery bank which people can hire out during functions and reduce the use of disposable cups and plates. A volunteer called Archana Pasad has designed a curriculum called Trashonomics, the economics of trash. They are in talks with the Department of Education to get this into the school curriculum. Somya feels that much more needs to be done in terms of education, awareness building and addressing individual houses, corporates and
5: hospitals and other large-scale generators of
2: waste.
5: I think it is the idea of managing keeping disposing and seeing the end of something that you no longer want so that is a little more involved than pushing you know everything under the carpet and calling your room clean so there is it's a little more but there are people who have thought this through who have made it simple enough for the 70 to 80 percent to simply follow so i feel if there is good penalty and enforcement uh, schedules then it will work we've seen that Uh, to some extent in our ward we have, our health officials have been fairly strict in enforcing these rules but there is still a long way to go
1: A long way to go indeed and many more engaged citizens travelling that distance together With Manju Venkat This is Smita Ramanathan saying goodbye from Bangalore, India We thank Varun Venkat for editorial support Thank you for listening to hear Wings programs again, email wings at wings.org. Our new website is being rebuilt following a crash, but now you can find some of our most recent editions at wingsradio.org WordPress. I'm Wings series producer Frida Worden. This is the Women's International News Gathering Service.
0: And now time for a quick thought on feminism. In the words of Caitlin Moran, what is feminism? Simply the belief that women should be as free as men, however nuts, dim, deluded, badly dressed, fat, receding, lazy and smug they might be. Are you a feminist? Of course you are. That's all from the Women Interrupted podcast this week. Do join us next week.